0: Stop building the business everyone tells you you should build and build the business you deserve. Business Blasphemy is sponsored by Corporate Rehab Strategic Consulting, creators of the Entrepreneur Growth Hierarchy, the proprietary method for helping you identify the precise conditions you need to meet to sustainably scale your business to the next level of growth without overcomplicating things or getting caught up in the bullshit. If you're ready to find out exactly what your business needs from you, grab a free 30-minute assessment today. Details are in the show notes. Welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast, where we question the sacred truths of the online business space and the reverence with which they're held. I'm your host, Sarah Kahn, speaker, strategic consultant, and BS busting badass. Join me each week as we challenge the norms, trends, and overall bullshit status quo of entrepreneurship to uncover what it really takes to build the business that you want to build in a way that honors you, your life, and your vision for what's possible, and maybe piss off a few gurus along the way. So if you're ready to commit business blasphemy, let's do it. Hello, hello, blasphemers. Welcome back. I'm equal parts excited and nervous today. I am going to be sharing with you something that has been in the works for the last two years at least. When I started in the business space, you know, there wasn't a lot of real clarity on the different levels of business, right? You come into the space and immediately are told that you need to do X, Y, Z. Because the goal is to scale. And then you got to do this and you got to make this much money. And like there's a lot of shoulds in the business space. I don't know if you've noticed that. And it was really frustrating for me because coming from a business background, I would look at the way businesses were being run and I would get really frustrated, but also a little bit like, I don't know, surprised that so many businesses seemed to be doing really well on the surface. Then I started to work in the operations side. So in the back end of a lot of those businesses. And that's when I kind of saw the truth. That's when the proverbial wizard's curtain was like pulled aside and I got to see what was really going on behind the scenes. And the truth of the matter is not all businesses, of course, but the vast majority of really big businesses have built their business on a really shaky foundation. And it's not because they don't know better. It's just that's how this business space is kind of grown itself, right? There's very little emphasis placed on building things sustainably. It's all like, how quickly can we get to the end result, whatever the end result is for you, and not how can we get to the end result, but in a way that allows us to actually get there and stay there. And I think that's the biggest difference. That's the biggest difference when I look at businesses. I do have a goal in mind, but I don't want to get there so fast or having skipped so many steps that if I do get there... I'm going to spend the rest of my life like gripping it with a death grip to try to hold on to it because I haven't taken the time to build things slowly, quote unquote, properly. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. My growth hierarchy was developed to address specifically that problem. The problem of here's how you should build your business versus this is how it needs to be built in order to be sustainable. So stick around because that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dive into my specific methodology, I do want to give you a little bit of background, a little bit of context on how it was developed and sort of you know, how it came to be. So I used to teach business and entrepreneurship and business management at a college here in Canada. And prior to that, I was living in the UK and I was teaching at a university there. And that was all after I'd kind of left, you know, the, the formal corporate career that I'd been working on, working in, I guess, you know, the big four professional services firms. So I come from a really diverse business background. And when I started teaching, you know, I would get these textbooks and I was like, this is this is not really how business is done. So I had a lot of fun debunking a lot of the textbooks and really helping students understand like the realities of business versus what looked good on paper. And one of the classes that I loved the most, believe it or not, was actually the personal and professional development class, because this is where we got to really do a deep dive into, you know, the student and why they wanted to be a business person or why they wanted to be an entrepreneur. And we talked about motivation we talked about you know how to hack your brain and all these really really fun things like i love brain science that is a rabbit hole i could go down forever in a day we're not going to go down it today but that's where i really really you know got fired up and lit up And one of the things that was kind of foundational in what I was teaching was Maslow's hierarchy, because we talked about the theory of motivation. Now, if you haven't heard of Maslow's hierarchy, I would highly recommend going and having a look at it, because it's a really well-known theory of motivation, and it's based on his hierarchy of needs, which basically states that all individuals exist in a hierarchy of like five levels where each level has a specific set of needs and they kind of build on each other. So I will link some graphics in the show notes. You can go and have a look at them if you want to see this you know, more visually. But there are five stages. They start with physiological being the most basic and then building on that. So level two is safety. Level three is belongingness or love, connection. Level four is esteem and level 5 is self actualization. Now when I was teaching it, it was common to say, you know, most people never really make it to self actualization. That's like the pinnacle of the pyramid and that's what people are working towards, but it's really hard to get there. A lot of people get stuck in like levels 3 and 4, so esteem needs and belonging needs. But when you're able to understand the relevance of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it can really help you prioritize improvement. It can help you prioritize actions that should be taken toward creating the kind of lifestyle that you want. Now I'm going to go through the hierarchy of needs and I'm going to then apply it to the business space, which is how I taught it. So I'd give them a primer on the hierarchy of needs. And then I'd say, this is how we apply it in the workplace. So as an employee, as a manager, as a leader, these are things you should be looking at. Because the most sort of basic premise of the whole thing is that when a person is existing in a specific level, those needs have to be met because that's what's motivating their behavior right now. So hopefully this will make sense as I go along. So when we start with physiological needs, these are like the most basic needs of a human being. So when we look at human beings in general, what are those needs? Food, water, sleep, shelter, If those needs are not met, you're not really, you don't have the capacity to look at other things like traveling or connecting with people or networking. Like those needs are not important to you because you don't have food. You don't have water. You don't have a safe place to sleep. Right. So that's what people are motivated by at that particular level in the workplace, physiological needs, that foundational level. Looks like this having your basic working environment needs met. So, for example, access to clean drinking water, having, you know, a comfortable room temperature, meal breaks with a facility to eat your meals, whether it's a cafeteria or just a break room where you can go and have that hygiene, cleanliness, right? Having a clean and comfortable work environment is how those physiological needs play out in the workplace. And then also timely payment of your wages because you got to support yourself and sometimes a family that's a basic need without that you're not really motivated by other stuff if you're not making enough money to survive you're not going to be worried about promotion or joining the company softball team or anything like that so once those needs are met the physiological needs then you are no longer motivated by those needs right now you're motivated by a higher level need that next level that's safety needs so In the wide world, that would be protection against danger, threat, deprivation. In the workplace, what does that look like? Routine, predictability, consistency, fairness, opportunity for growth, job security. Those are the needs that motivate the employee at that particular level. When you live in a space of uncertainty and you're not sure if you're going to have a job tomorrow or whatever, it can get really challenging to be motivated by anything else. I remember years ago, I was working for a telecommunications company, and literally every single day, we were like, we lived in constant fear of walking in and seeing a literal pink slip on our desks because that is how they got rid of people. There was never a conversation they would you would just walk in and there would be a literal pink piece of paper on your desk. And that's how you knew you were terminated. And then security would come and put your stuff in a box and escort you off the premises. And it was really high stress. And it was there was a lot of like distrust and just it, it was not the best environment. And because of that constant uncertainty, we didn't ever have the need or the or the desire to like form social groups or go out for coffees together or anything like that because you didn't know who was going to be around tomorrow so that's the second set of needs and when those needs are met when you are in an, an environment where you have consistency and safety and people recognize your growth potential and you know that your job is secure now you're no longer motivated by those needs now you have the capacity for level three, which is belonging needs. So in the grand scheme of things in the wide world, that looks like belonging, right? Like association, having a network of people around you, friendship, intimate relationships, right? In the workplace, this feels like being valued as a team member, you know, having a group of people that have common goals that you work towards. A friendly work environment, Um, feeling a sense of pride about the organization that you work for. This is when you start to get, you know, company sponsored get togethers and away days and retreats and things like that, because now you're, you're being motivated by the need to connect and belong and feel like part of the group. When those needs are met, we move up to the fourth, which is the esteem level, and this is self-esteem and reputation. So when you have a group of people that value who you are, now you're starting to be motivated by things like recognition, support for ideas, like people supporting the things that you come up with, feeling like your contributions are valued, sharing your opinion more clearly and openly, You know, feeling like your work is valued. There's There's a dignity in there, right? And your reputation. So this is level four and that's, it's a harder one to I think, meat for a lot of people, a lot of people will get stuck either in belonging needs or STEAM needs, particularly in the workplace. But every once in a while, people break through to level five, which is self-actualization. And this is called reaching one's true potential, right? So continued opportunities for self-development in the workplace, being given creative outlets. So you'll see sometimes people ascending to a level where they're they're given the freedom to really kind of run with their own ideas and things like that. So it's really about maximizing your potential. Employees at this level feel empowered to really drive change and share their vision. And they're usually given a reasonable degree of autonomy and agency. And they start leaning towards things outside of the business as well that they know will impact the business or the organization internally. So what's great about this is that not only do you as an employee understand, you know, what the different levels of motivation are. So if you're at a particular level, you understand, like, I need to have these needs met so that I can do the best job that I can. So it allows you to advocate for yourself. But as a leader, you also know, like, if somebody is at a particular level, these are the needs that they have to meet. And this is what I can do to support them in meeting those needs. Because if you're able to tap into what motivates people, you retain them a hell of a lot longer. And so I taught this for years and I really love it because it is really spot on. And as I was looking at what was happening in the business space, it started to occur to me that just like Maslow's hierarchy of needs in people, businesses have a hierarchy of needs. And I was seeing so many people who would skip steps. So they would come in maybe at level one or level two and immediately try to jump to level four or level five. You know, we see it as scaling or trying to, you know, have a big team right away. And that's when you get to what I was talking about earlier on, right? That place of grasping, like with a death grip, onto your business and doing anything and everything you can to maintain that level of success. This is why people hustle. This is why they burn out. This is why they have, you know, this constant sort of lead generation that is just, it's too much. And that's because they're skipping steps. So, the growth hierarchy that i developed addresses a business's needs at each level and until you satisfy the needs at one level it is really difficult to sustainably jump to the next level and the next and the next like you can do it but it's it's building your business on a house of cards and so my five levels take into account business needs and also leadership needs so it's not just what does the business need but what do you as a leader as a ceo need to develop in order to hold your business growth so there are five levels to my hierarchy they start with the emerging ceo the awakened ceo is level two at level three we have connected and then flourishing leader and a liberated leader Now, it's divided kind of into two sections. So the first three levels are really about creation and refinement in your business. So it's the constant kind of tweaking and refining, tweaking and refining, sometimes creating new things. And once you get to levels four and five, now you're at a point where you can actually start to become an impactful leader. So let's go through them one by one and let's see what resonates with you. Now, caveat, the hierarchy is not dependent on time. So it does not matter how long you've been in business. It matters how mature your business is. There's a huge difference there. You can have been in business for five years, six years, 10 years. But if you haven't met very specific conditions in your business, you might still be at level one or two. So time is irrelevant. And this is also why if you do meet the conditions in your business that are necessary, you can actually scale quicker. So taking the time slowing down is actually how you speed up your growth. Now, we start with stage one, which is the emerging CEO. So your priorities at this level are pretty much all geared around survival. So how do you know you're at this level? You're new to entrepreneurship or you're new-ish. Maybe you've been in the business, you know, for a little while. You're still kind of getting your bearings, right? Maybe you aren't really sure what your offers should be right now. You're trying a bunch of different things. Or maybe you've been in business a while and you've just pivoted to an entirely different business model, or you've started a brand new business altogether. To get through this stage, you want to prioritize in a couple of things. First and foremost, proving your business concept. You need to make sure that the offers that you have are viable. So vetting your offers, trying them out, tweaking them, making refinements, trying them again, proving that business concept that you have something viable. That's a real priority because you got to make money. Right? So that's what you're focusing on, making money as quickly and efficiently as possible. Really starting to set the early foundations for success. And I'm not talking about, you know, investing in a whole operational back end, but really starting to think about and set the early pieces. And the early pieces are things like, you know, how you collect your money, how you share your offers, and how you deliver your offers. That's really it at that stage. Once you're able to meet those needs, you've got a proven business concept You've made, you're starting to make consistent money and you have a fairly straightforward system. Those needs have been met. Now you can move to stage two, which is the awakened CEO. This is your safety and identity level. Okay. At this level, how do you know you're here? Sometimes it's referred to as the messy middle. You're at a point where you're really starting to discover your own authority. You're starting to, get a little bit more comfortable. You're starting to kind of define what your messaging is. You're ready to start planting flags on hills, but you're still a little wobbly about some of those flags, right? You're not a hundred percent sure how you want to say the thing you want to say. Like maybe you know what you want to say. I, I had a consulting call yesterday with an incredible human and they're kind of in this stage a little bit where they're really like, they know exactly how they feel about things. They know what they want to say, but how to say it, is still a little bit of a challenge. So we're working on that piece. You want to prioritize certain things at this stage, and that includes developing a solid foundation. Like, If you've gotten your business to stage two, you are selling at least one offer pretty consistently. So now you got to make sure you've got a solid foundation to support that offer and any new offers that are coming on board, because now you're also redefining your quote unquote expert offers. You're also starting to identify your authority voice. And this is, again, you know, I know what I want to say. I know what my hill is in the business space. And you're starting to get comfortable with that. Once those needs are met, we can move to stage three. And that is the connected CEO. You've got a solid offer or maybe a couple of offers. You know what you want to say. So now you're clearer on what makes you unique. You know what you want to build. You know the kind of business model that you want to have. And now you're actually ready and in the right space capacity wise for serious intentional support. So maybe now you prioritize a specific kind of coach versus a general business coach, right? Maybe now you prioritize hiring someone to help you with your speaking or to hire, or you're hiring someone to help you with your marketing and your messaging. Like you're getting really intentional. You know where your gaps are and you start to make decisions that are very specific. This stage is all about connection and authority. So what you want to prioritize at stage three is clarifying your USP, your unique selling proposition. That is the thing that you are known for. That is the thing that differentiates you from everybody else in your niche. Now you start prioritizing identifying what your thought leadership pillars are. So you're not just putting out the same content everybody else is putting out, like educational content and a little bit of you know entertainment content. And you might still do some of that, but we really know what our hill is now. And we're starting to really get clear on our our leadership pillars, our thought leadership pillars. Now you also start leveraging your network. So you're making more intentional connections. You're making connections to leverage them for referrals, for getting you in front of new audiences, like really helping to build that authority side of things in your business while you still refine your expert offers. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand about these first three levels. You can actually be like a little bit in one or two levels, not like you can't be in level one and level three, but you can be a little bit in level one and a little bit in level two, or you can be a little bit in level two and a little bit in level three. And when you talk to me and we do an assessment and we figure out exactly where you are, it's not as cut and dry as like, you know, any kind of hierarchy will make it. We define exactly what the needs are. So maybe you're mostly in stage three slash level three, but there's a couple of things you skipped in stage two. We go back, we backfill so that you can meet all of the needs in stage three comfortably and scale to till till the next level, which is number four. This is the flourishing leader. So now we've moved from creation and refinement, and now we're into the impactful leadership phase. How do you know you're here? You've built your business to the point where scaling is now a true reality. Not sure what scaling is? Go back and listen to last week's episode because I rant about it for at least two minutes. You are ready for, if you don't already have, a trusted, seasoned team that can keep up. So we're not really at the point where we're hiring a bunch of newbies. We've got people that have been with us for a while, or they've been in the space long enough to really come on board quickly and support you exactly how you need to be supported. You as a leader are starting to feel more confident, or you want to feel more confident, delegating, right? Taking longer periods of time away from the business to do things that are important to you. So to get through this stage what you want to focus on prioritizing is really defining one or two signature offers. So this is like if someone's asking like I need support with X, people immediately say your name. You are the go-to expert for that particular thing in your space. People know you have a program, you have a course, you have one-to-one whatever it is, but they know that you're the person to send them to. Maybe you want to now start cultivating a right hand who is in charge of the day-to-day. So a director of operations, maybe something that you look at at this stage to come in and really start stepping into your role so that you can step out of it and start nurturing your identity as a role model and a thought leader, because that's where you're at. And once you've managed to get all of those needs met, you are what we call the liberated leader. You are here and your priorities are all about actualization and legacy, 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 legacy. This is what's important. So, if you're here, you know, you've grown a big business with a big team. You're now thinking about either pivoting to another business while your DOO or someone else, maybe you bring in a CEO, they manage your current business so you can step away from it. Or maybe you want to leverage the business that you have to do work that's more personally fulfilling, more personally meaningful. So, at this stage, you're going to want to create a legacy. You want to create impact, meaning, it can feel like starting all over again, but it's from a very different place because now you have the means to support all that. So this is where you see a lot of people you know, working on things like passion projects, right? This stage, stages four and five, but particularly stage five, it's very personalized and very specific to you, not just your business and sometimes not even necessarily your business because by level four, by stage four, you have already gotten your business to a point where it is stable. It is sustainable. It is secure. Now you can step away and do things that are personally relevant. And that's really what a lot of us want. So that was it in a nutshell. If you found any of this resonating, I encourage you to go to the show notes and book a 30-minute assessment. It is free. We will talk about where you are. We will identify exactly what your business is missing and what you might be missing. In your own personal growth, so that we can get you on a really solid foundation so you can move to the next level of your business. And then from there, move to the next and the next and the next. We will also come up with exactly what you need to be able to do that. So it's not just about the what. I never leave you with just the what. It's also the how, because that's what a lot of people miss, right? It's like, okay, you've identified the gaps in my growth. Now what? Well, I'm not gonna leave you hanging high and dry. We're gonna tell you exactly how to fill those as well. If you're interested in learning more and you wanna see the growth hierarchy in visual, then head over to my Instagram. The link is in the show notes and it's in a pinned post. So you'll see it right at the top of my profile. I've put some links to the Maslow's hierarchy stuff in the show notes as well. And if you wanna learn more about all of this and how to work with me and you know how I support entrepreneurs, head over to my website, getcorporaterehab.com recently had it redone. And if I do say so myself, it is fucking gorgeous. All right, that's it for this week. It was a lot of like education heavy stuff this week, but hopefully you found it a value. As always, you can have success without the BS, my friend. That is why I'm here. So have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Business Blasphemy Podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. But in the meantime, help us sister out by subscribing. And if you're feeling extra sassy, rating this podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with others. Head over to businessblasphemypodcast.com to connect with us and learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have success without the BS.